Welcome beautiful people to today's episode, the 26th of September 2020 on AK Barnes. As you know, I'm AK, your host, and we'll be podcasting from home in the UK. Well, before I go into today's story, I know it's been a while since I posted on here, but that's because I was taking a break and had to put things in place. I want to say a very big thank you to those who kept reaching out. Much love and appreciation to you all. Now we would be hearing a story from a 25-year-old young lady in West Virginia, United States of America. If you would want to hear how she went through a very difficult time, in my opinion, I would say it was a very challenging time. In getting her abuser off her neck, please keep listening to the sound of my voice. And as we usually do it, I would read the story in first person as though I were the survival. So keep listening. I can recount that my first sexual assault was with my then boyfriend in high school. He attempted to rape me. Luckily, I reached out for my knife and he immediately refrained because I had it pressed down to his private parts. Unfortunately, I can't say that that was the last time I had such experience. Now, proceeding into college, I had to deal with sexual assault for the second time. But on this occasion, it was still by my then boyfriend who raped me. So, the boyfriend in high school is different from the boyfriend in college. Now, this is someone I thought loved me and would be there to protect me, but rather he was physically and emotionally abusive in the relationship. Now, this was before the rape even happened. This whole situation I'm about to narrate lasted for about five months. Now, after the incident, he encouraged me to drink, and this was something that I wasn't used to. The one thing I can recall from that night was just me silently begging and crying, pleading for anyone to come save me so that he could stop. It was awful, I tell you. When I woke up in the morning, I felt bitten and sick to my guts. I puked so badly, he ushered me to go take a shower. Couldn't really do much because at that point I was scared of him. All I wanted was for all of the pain and memories to go away. I was afraid he actually recorded it because I really couldn't remember everything from that night anyway. But bottom line, after I left him, that was when the horror became even worse. Because he started to leave me notes and stalked me constantly. Now he moved into the dorm I lived in. 
and came to all my classes. Dom is what we call the student accommodation. He knocked on my door every hours around the clock. I couldn't sleep. Now I had cut all ties with him, but yet he wouldn't leave me alone. The college suggested I moved out of the flat, you know, move out of the dorm. Even the women's center and the police helped all they could. Also, student conduct sent out a letter to his parents informing them what he had done. But nothing was enforced because Titan 9 refused to help me. Now, what we call Titan 9 is just like a body that helps students go through with like sexual harassment and sexual violence, grievances and, and complaints, you know. So schools can use general disciplinary procedures to address complaints of sexual discrimination. So instead of Title IX to help me, they made fun of me and told me that it was all my fault. I was denied a protective slash restraining order from the courthouse because according to them, the stalking and harassment had little or no proof that we were in the same major so he had access to me until he graduated it didn't stop there because his friends and one of my professors from school they harassed me about it recalling what had happened and tried to make me feel stupid for even coming out with the case I honestly share my story because I want survivors to know that there are more than one terrible moment in their lives. I know how it feels. I want people know I want people to know that it's not their fault. Healing is a process and honestly, thanks to God and my fiance and other survivors who's helped me. Now I'm able to share my story and encourage others I'm a bit open about it I want them to know that there's hope and we can all pull through this process gradually with the right set of people around us of course I found someone to spend my life with and someone who loves and helped me which is my current fiance. It's been very difficult for me to process everything, but definitely I would say that having the right sort of people around me has helped me a whole lot. You know, and I'm just very glad that I'm no longer in that situation. The story is quite a tough one for me because I honestly know what it feels like to be stuck and it's like you cry for help and then no one listens to you. That's not a very good feeling or a very good place to be in, you know. Yeah, it's just really close how we seek for help in places society didn't fit for us too. 
but instead they turn around to be what? A rapist apologist. You know, I cannot imagine what this particular survivor must have been through, constantly trying to get her abuser off and out of the way, but all to no avail. But in all, I think I'm glad that she's embracing peace and that he also moved away from the city, you know. Well, thank you for listening to today's episode. You know, don't forget to refer a friend to this podcast where they could share their stories anonymously. You can do this by sending me a direct voice note through this app or by sending a message to my email address, which is a.k.memoi at gmail.com or send me a DM on my Instagram account, which is a.k.memoi. So memoir is spelled M-E-M-O-I-R. Watch out for another story next Saturday. Remember, we write your story together. And I speak your words. Thank you and bye now.